I'm Jennifer Delacuadri, and this is the Raising Happy Teens podcast, where you learn how to successfully guide your teenager into adulthood without losing your sanity in the process. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. This week's episode is all about how to help your teen navigate through a transition. And this came up because last week I met with most of my clients were dealing with the transition of getting into a new grade, into a new school. There were a lot of feelings, a lot of overwhelm was going on. And so I thought this would be a perfect opportunity for me to share with you how to help your teenager as they go through these transitions in life. Of course, right now, the transition that's happening for most teens is either just entering a new grade or maybe going to a new school. Maybe they started middle school or maybe they started high school or maybe they are in their first year of college or maybe they're just in a new grade. Either way, transitions can be fun and exciting, but they can also be really overwhelming. So that's what I'm gonna be talking with you about today. And before we get into it, I want to introduce to you the concept or the idea of beginnings, middle, and end. And I want you to think about for your teen, where does your teen thrive? Do they thrive in beginnings? Are they all about new things and finding newness and rising up to that very beginning and all of the fun things that beginnings can offer? Or do they really thrive in the middle? Like once they've settled into a routine, do they really thrive in that middle phase where they're really digging into what's going on? Or do they really thrive at the end? Do they wait until the very last minute and think, gosh, this is it. I accomplished accomplished this. I did what I said I wanted to do. And I just love celebrating the end of something. Now I want you to think about where does your teenager struggle the most? So some people may struggle with beginnings because they're scary, right? They're new, they're unknown, they're unfamiliar. And if your teenager is somebody who struggles with beginnings, know that you're in good company, but also know that this just may not be their place to shine. And also, even if they don't struggle with a beginning, they may struggle with newness or they may just be nervous about starting, have a transition, the unknown, and that's totally fine. I know that for one of my daughters, she is amazing at beginnings. Beginnings, she gets all pumped up and fired up, but when it's something that is also an ending, like as she's entering her senior year, it's a beginning of the school year, but it's also the end of her K-12 experience. So it's like she's experiencing a little bit of both. And that can be like a lot of overwhelm that's going on. So think about your teen. Where do they thrive? What is their area of expertise? And look through everything that I'm offering to you through that lens. Know if it's just a pattern of behavior or if it's just this one-time thing. So I'm going to be sharing with you four tools, nope, five tools. (laughs) I didn't really number them out. Five tools, things you can do when your teenager is navigating a transition, whether it's through a challenge or it's just a transition and change in general, all of these things can really help you. 
So the first one that I want you to really pay attention to is what they're really needing from you, and that is for you to listen. Listen to all that they have to say. And I know that a lot of teenagers, when they share a challenge or a struggle, when when you hear your teen talk about something that's challenging for them, it's only natural to want to jump in and say, oh gosh, well, how can we fix this? How can we fix this? But really the first step always is just to listen, to acknowledge that they are having an experience. Like it sounds like you're really frustrated or it sounds like you're really overwhelmed. Then validate. It makes sense that you would feel this way. Anyone in this situation would feel this way. You have every right to feel this way. So just listen, acknowledge, and validate. Give them a space where they can just vent. Not everything needs to be fixed. Maybe they just want to get it off their chest so that they can feel a little bit freer. And I know sometimes as a parent, when your teenager is venting to you, it can be easy to really just internalize everything they're saying and kind of take it on as your own. So if you tend to do that, hang in there because I do have something to talk about when it comes to that internalizing and taking on your teenager's feelings. So just provide a space where they can vent, where they can share their ups and their downs. It's just a open space, an open forum for them, safety. Then remind them of their resilience and past accomplishments. So if they're really having a hard time, say for example, finding new friends, think about like, when did you have this experience before? And what was it about you that allowed you to navigate it back then? Or say they're having trouble with assignments or understanding a new class. When else did you struggle in a class? What did you do back then? What worked for you back then? And just remind them of the resilience and the accomplishments that they've had in the past, just so that they can remember, yes, this is a present challenge, but I'm the type of person who can overcome challenges. I've done this in the past. I've done things in the past that were hard, and I can do things that are hard now as well. Then also talk with them really about who they are. And that's where having like a reflecting time can really come in handy, where they can just kind of reflect on who they are and what they really want for themselves. And always bring it back to that. Always reminding them that this is part of their journey, the ups and downs, and giving them space to just experience it and just listen. The next thing that you can do to help them in a transition is to provide some stability. So things may feel a little bit out of control for them in a new environment where they don't feel like they are grounded or they don't feel like things are familiar. To keep the things that you can control familiar for them. So routines, structure at home, having a normal bedtime routine, Avoid bringing any in any extra newness. So when we moved to the state of Washington from California, we lived in California for a long time. Since our girls were born, we lived in the same house. They went to the same schools. Everything was very familiar. And then the summer between one's middle school, starting middle school and one getting ready to go to high school, that summer we moved to the state of Washington. 
And so that in and of itself was a giant transition, living in a new home, living in a new state, uh, basically a big culture shift. And then on top of that, they needed to go to a new school. And that was scary. They knew how to go to school. They'd been to school before, but they'd never been to that school. And my one daughter had never been to middle school. My other daughter had never been to high school. So there was just so much newness. So in order to kind of tone down all of the roller coaster that was happening through that transition, we kept the things that we could keep the same, the same like eating dinner time at a specific time, sitting around the dinner table, having those same conversations, doing those same routines and structures that we did back when we lived in California. So it brought some familiarity. Doing things like playing with the dog, watching a TV show that we watched back then, right? It, it's familiar. And providing that structure, providing the routines and the ways that you can, can really help your teenager sort of balance their nervous system when things may feel really out of control. And I mentioned this on to number three, separate your anxiety from theirs. And this can be really, really hard because not only is this your child and you care about them, but you also have the added uh, responsibility. I was going to say pressure, but it's not pressure. It can, I mean, it can be, but a responsibility of caring for them and protecting them. And then on top of that, we all have memories of what it was like to go through these types of situations in our past. And if we've had experiences that we haven't healed and struggles and challenges that we've gone through that we haven't really resolved ourselves, that can really stir up a lot of emotions in us when we see our teenager experiencing them. So remember, this is what can be helpful, is to remember that this is their journey. This is not your journey. It's their challenge. It is not your challenge. So imagine they're building their structure. Imagine they're there, their life. They're building the structure of their life. Your job is not to be in their building with them, it's to provide the supports around the side so that they feel like they are supported and they're not on their own. So ask yourself, when you find yourself feeling anxious or feeling getting drawn into the emotion of what they're going through, what can be helpful is just to ask yourself, how do I want to support them through this challenge? Or ask yourself, what about this situation really worries me? And why? This can get into worst case scenario, right? What's the worst case scenario? Well, they have trouble making friends. Well, then what will happen? Then they'll be lonely and sad. Okay. How might that experience, that's how you can turn it around. How might that experience actually benefit them in the building of their life, going through that challenge? And then ask yourself, what do they really need right now? And then really just sit with that. And truthfully, most of the time, what they really need is to feel supported, feel held, and know that what they're feeling is valid. And then on that same vein, the fourth thing that you can do is to not project your worries. So your concerns, the things that you imagine might be challenging for them or hard for them, they're not necessarily their concerns. 
So one way that you can really support them is to avoid asking anxiety provoking questions like, are you worried about making new friends? Are you worried about finding your classes? Yeah, maybe they are, but by you asking them that, maybe they weren't really worried about it or thinking about it or thinking it was something that they should be worried about. And then you bring it up and they're like, oh shoot, I guess I am. <laughs> so instead, just ask them how they're feeling and go from there. Maybe they're excited. Maybe like what you're imagining is that they're so anxious and that they can't handle it or they're worried, but really what they're feeling is excited. So just let them feel what they're going to feel and just ask them, hey, how are you feeling about all this? And then say they come back with you. I'm really nervous. Oh, well, that makes sense. What about this makes you feel nervous? And give them a space to talk about the things that are making them feel nervous. Like, here's an example. I might get lost. Okay. Then go down that. Well, what will you do if you get lost? What's your plan for that? And sometimes just having talked it over or having a plan for that worst case scenario can help. I won't have anyone to sit with at lunch. Okay, well, what will you do? Well, I'll get out my book and read. Okay, you can do that. And then they have a plan for that. It could be a short-term plan. It could be a long-term plan. But at least it's something like, this is what I will do if this happens. And that can lessen the amount of worry a little bit. And then another thing that can be really helpful is just to find support, support for yourself, support for them. They may not want to talk with you about their problems. They may not want to share with you about what they're worrying about or what they're struggling with for whatever reason. Maybe they don't want to concern you or burden you with their problems, or maybe they don't want to feel like you will jump in and fix it. Either way, it may not feel comfortable for them to talk with you about everything. And also, it may just be difficult for you to separate yourself from them and not get involved emotionally, which is, of course, totally understandable. So providing a place where you can air your grievances and they can air their grievances apart from one another really takes the pressure off of them and you. And know that with any transition and any challenge that your teenager faces, it's impossible and really not even advisable to shield them from the challenges because they can learn how to navigate through these transitions with grace and resilience by doing it, by knowing that they're the person who can do it and knowing that they can do hard things. And really that's where outside support can really come in handy. So they know they have a safe space and you can have some peace of mind knowing that they have support. And if your teenager is needing support with this, head to the show notes and schedule a complimentary consultation and just learn how I can support you and your teen through this and any other future transition. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next week. If you liked this episode, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at jennifer.delacuadri where you'll find more tips, inspiration, and connection to help you navigate this unique and sometimes challenging season of parenthood. I'll see you there.